Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Curse of Nineveh. It was written by Mike Mason, Mark Latham, Scott Dorward, and Paul Fricker, and it's available from the Chaosium website. I'm the GM, and this is episode 38. Uh, no recap. We uh, all kind of know where we are, so without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the dark. All right, you are on the steps of the British Museum. You are just regaining consciousness. You can hear sirens. Uh, you can smell smoke. Um, the, uh, the front end of the museum has been blasted off by the, uh, the creature Alu, released from the horn. And poor Fuller's body is smeared down the stairs in a most horrible way. Your ears are ringing. Um, and you can see all around you, other people are getting up. You don't, some people are injured. Some people are, are, uh, there probably were other people killed, uh, just by the, the, the debris. Um, and there are police and firemen there now. There, there are fires have started in the front of the museum. Um, it's a disaster. What do you want to do as you're waking up? Fuller, as you recall, dropped the Horn of Alu inside the, the lobby. I want to see if either of the, the other two are alert or around me. Uh, yeah, you see they're right near you. They were near you when you were... I'm trying to just get all of our senses back and get us up and maybe back into the museum, find the horn and, and get out of here. People are wandering around dazed. People are... It, you, you get the impression from hearing people talk uh, that they don't remember what happened. Um, basically, everyone, when the thing manifested, everyone fell asleep. And we had uh, our own nightmares, but we didn't dream of the Bolalu. We don't, we just had our own individual trips, right? Correct. For yourself, I dreamed of it. Well, that's Here true. Here we go. Uh, I think I was actually down the alley, but I'll, you know, we regroup soon. Before uh, I worry about, you know, first things first, I assume there's some scrap of fabric or something that makes it clear that Fuller is the yeah, stain on the steps. Parts of his body, yeah. There's yeah. enough that's obvious. Um, and I don't know the first thing about medicine, but, um, you know, there appear to be a number of people who are under rubble or whatnot, so I'm going to try to help people up, help people wake up, remove debris. Audrey, before, yes. and as she goes to leave, I grab her arm. We need to get the horn and get out of here. I feel bad for the people, but we have way bigger things to take care of than injured. Thank God. Oh, but Patrick, we, it's in the museum. We have access to the horn now. The horn's not going anywhere. The police are here. The firemen are here. Yeah. And I don't want, I mean, Fuller was a, Obsessed with using it, but I don't think we can use it. It no, seems to kind of well, at least bring it downstairs so it's not part of the investigation. Well, that shouldn't take more than you. I, You're an official. I'm gonna run back. I mean, in. look, that lady's bleeding, and that child's lost. That, this could be all of London if we don't figure this out. So and, Audrey and, goes to help, and Patrick, you start. Uh, working your way back into the museum, you can see that it's a, a lot of damage. Uh, a lot of old architecture in that front has been damaged now. and uh, It's going to have to be reconstructed. Um, 
on the other end of that, maybe it'll delay the opening of the exhibit. Right. The exhibit's not in the front. The exhibit's in there. So nothing was damaged back there, but... No, it's no time for a grand opening with uh, you know, burlap stretched over the front after an unexplained explosion. You know they're going to blame the Persians. So, Alwyn, uh, uh, what are you doing? Um, kind of wandering around aimlessly looking at the destruction and okay. just, 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 just out of it just out of it this is just so much for him to take in all right so after uh 15 minutes or so uh patrick you've managed to locate the horn of alu and picked it up uh there are other people in the museum and of course they all know who you are um they're trying to put some things back in place but a lot of them are getting out of the building. Obviously, the uh, the people who are in other parts of the museum are getting out of the building. Uh, and the, the the general talk is it was a terrorist attack. Right. I will... Is there a, an alarm klaxon ringing? Uh, there was. Now there's, uh, I mean, there's fire engines, there's ambulances. And they're collecting. You've been asked a number of times probably already, are you all right, miss? Um, you're not injured, so uh, there are a lot of people who are. So after about a half an hour, you're gathered all back together again. Uh, and it, it's general chaos. The police, the, the uh, now uh, uh, reporters have shown up, of course, mm. to... Uh, right, around the, la around the time that I don't see any lost children and their reporters have arrived, uh, I'll collect this little bit and show my pass or whatever to whatever authority will let me back into the museum. Uh, and we'll go up to Patrick's office where I assume he'll have taken the horn. Okay. If you're all right with that, Isla. Mm. Yeah, 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 yes, 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 quite, quite. Uh, and we find Patrick with a cup of coffee, tea, scotch. No, he's just, I'm just sitting in my chair, staring blankly at the wall with the horn on the desk. Well, um, I assume, gentlemen, that uh, the horn has discharged its sleep energy again. Is that what you would surmise as well? That's what I'm guessing, but this thing needs to go back to the, the bank or something. Yeah, Some place where no one sleeps near it. Yes, agreed. Get, get, get rid of it. We, we lost Fuller. Another one got gone now. Not again, uh, not yes. again, not again, not again. I don't know how much Always happening. I can take. Now, at this point, it's probably about, we'll say, 1.30 in the afternoon. And your original idea was to go and see if you can get into... Um, Elphinstone's house while the old lady is walking his dog. Yes. Um, the fireman is still out there. 
Very Man, modern Scott siren. Just in. I was I'm sorry, just saying, what was that one then? You, you could have a little bit of that scotch there. I think I do need some. <laughs> right, so um, we can, the bank vault is still open that we took the horn from. Yes. And the horn seemed to be uh, docile while it was in the vault. Uh, so let's drop that off and we can uh, see about Mr. Elphinstone, um, whom I don't think we have to fear anymore, um, because I assume that the Ugalos have removed him from the equation. Uh, we assume. We assume. So we can only hope that there's a photograph of his comely young I assume she's some sort of witch or priestess or something that sought him out intentionally. Uh, but she'll, we have to know what she looks like if we're going to stop her tomorrow. So, um, yeah, two errands. First, the bank shouldn't take very long. Um, was it under Fuller's name? I, I think so. Yes. I think it was. Um, I don't, I mean, between uh, the three of us, I imagine we have enough of a credit rating to suggest that. Oh, Munden certainly would. Oh, Mr. Fuller, Albright is. Get it back in the bank, get rid of it. I mean, we're returning something, not taking something out. That should be a great deal easier. And then we'll deal with his estate afterwards. Right. So if we give, you know, 25 minutes of that, it's probably not very far walk, the Bank of London and the the British Museum seem like they're both going to be very centrally located. Mm -hmm. And that's off to Elphinstone's place while the dog is away. All right. Uh, yeah, you have no trouble putting, uh, putting the, uh, the horn in Mr. Munden's uh, account, under his account, in a, in a safety right. deposit box. All right. Well, All right. Over, get rid of this damnable thing. So you head back uh, towards uh, Mr. Elphinstone's. And um, Audrey, do a, uh, a spot hidden roll. You're muted. A miserable 95. For sixty, I'd say that's reasonable. You guys are pretty yeah. disturbed. Yeah. Um. You pull up uh, near the uh, near the Elphinstone place, uh, and you sit there and you wait. And at around three o'clock, uh, you see the neighbor. Uh, What's her name? Uh, this is uh, Newell, was it? Um, Miss, Miss Newell, I believe. Miss Newell, yeah. She comes out of her house uh, and uh, rocks, walks rather uh, in a stately manner over to uh, Elphinstone's. You see her unlock the door and uh, she goes inside for a few minutes. And uh, after a couple of minutes, uh, she comes out of the house with a rather large looking uh, dog. 
looks like a big shag. It's a big shaggy dog. Uh, uh, a collie. It's a collie cross. So hairy. And uh, it seems rather rambunctious and not very barky, but uh, excited to go for a walk. And uh, she comes out the front gate and starts walking down the street. What do y'all do? I assume there are no uh, stray cats visible. Uh, no. Um, well, uh, who wants to uh, watch for the return of the dog and give us the high sign? And who wants to go uh, and attempt to break and enter into this um, depraved monster's home? I'll, I'll delay the, the woman if it, when, when she comes back. Just make it quick. Sounds good. Let's go. Whatever Um, way the woman walked with the dog, like she uh walked down the block, I'll head that way half a block to a block and wait on a corner. Um, Did did we see her lock the door behind her? Um, Actually, maybe not because she was struggling with the dog. All right, it's a pain. She doesn't plan to be gone long. She doesn't expect thieves. Um, so, uh, when I'm going to try the front door. We might be able to slip in without any breaking, just entering. Wait, let's go. All right. Uh, you manage to you walk up to the front of the house. Uh, nobody is observing you. Um, and in fact, uh, there is the the door is unlocked. Front door. So I sweep it open and I hustle Monday in and close it quietly and peer out for watchers. I'm going to start looking around for uh, anything and everything, anything that catches my eye. Okay. The house, because it's like a brownstone, is long and narrow. Um, Just inside the door to your left is uh, a little parlor and it definitely looks like it's set up like to be for reading fortunes, you know. Um, a little farther in there is a kitchen, and then back behind that is uh, is uh, like a little living space and a bedroom. Uh, do a spot hidden. That's more like a thirteen. I think that's extreme. Excellent. Uh, not quite. Um, I'll, I'll spend one luck point to make it extreme. What the heck? I'll be dead soon anyway. Uh, I got a 48. It's, uh, it's, it's a standard success. Uh, on the desk, uh, you find a couple of things. One of them is um, a letter. It's on uh, purple uh, stationery. Uh, and um, it's written by a Miss Myrtle Everett, and it basically says, uh, uh, "My darling, I'm so forward to looking. I'm so looking forward uh, to spending the day with you at the garden party. Uh, it should be loads of fun, and uh, and we're going to meet all sorts of interesting people. Uh, do." Uh, Psychology. This I have. I do not. Not nine. 
it sounds like it's written by a very young woman, you know. Um, it doesn't sound, it doesn't have adult sounding language. And in fact, you find a picture uh, in a small frame on the desk and there is a, a lovely young woman, uh, but she looks like she's maybe 20 at the most. Maybe Miss Lancaster. I think we have our uh, young lady here. Good heavens, young and indeed. Rather young. <laughs> yes, Elphinstone was, was younger than um, Delgado. Uh, older than Delgado, I thought, in this girl. Yes, quite. Could probably be his daughter. Well, uh, what 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 is the crass way of saying it? Uh, robbing the grave, as it were. Cradle, my friend. Cradle. The cradle. Cradle. Yes. Great yes. Thing. Well, <laughs> either way, I'm sure. Yes, quite. Um. Um, but it but doesn't about, seem like she's the mastermind I was expecting her to be. Well, not not at the time of writing this, but anything could have changed, you know. Yes, she could be corrupted in a number of ways. Is there a date on the on the uh, letter? Uh, a couple days ago. Okay, it's, it's a couple days ago. So, but that doesn't. Before they went away, wherever they went away together. Yes. Let's see if we can find out where they're at. Uh, yes, that would be helpful. I'm looking for journal, diary, books, papers. Same um, here. Any kind and, of hidden uh, stuff. In his uh, parlor, Manchester. is there a tarot deck out on the desk or on the table? Um, there is. Uh, there's a non-zero chance I'm going to take that. Uh, I'm fighting with myself about tipping him off. But again, uh, oh, and also, obviously the dog came out and wasn't covered with gore, and there's no gore obvious in the house. The Ugalos, right. if they did their work, did not do it here. I wonder how fast they travel as shadows. Right, so yeah, uh, rifling through drawers, uh, looking at bookshelves. All right, well, what you find, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of read off this list. There, there are books on many subjects. Um, there's a lot of history of Nineveh um, that, uh, that you find. Uh, there's uh, uh, texts uh, concerning the Thompson and King expedition to Nineveh, including a, Tom a copy of Thompson's journal obtained by some means, how he got the journal, you have no idea. This is the more recent journal? Uh, the this, original official one. This is the original official one. Miss Ms. Um, Lycaster, Miss Lycaster, did something about this. Did was the journal not lifted by um, one of our own? That was for the that was for the illicit exped, expedition. This mm. appears to be the older one, the nineteen oh three. Yes. Hmm. Still an odd thing to be in private possession. Yes, but what tipped him of the uh, of the expedition then? Hmm? The uh, the illicit expedition. What what tipped him of that? Let's see if we can find something in regards to that. But you don't find anything like that. But now you start to find something a little more. Uh, you find some things that are a little more sinister. You find um, uh, a complete blueprint of the British Museum. Uh, you find a complete blueprint of Buckingham Palace. 
uh, you find newspaper articles, uh, numerous ones that have been clipped regarding the Royal Garden Party. Uh, you find a number of uh, pieces of stage magic. You know, the guy was a fortune teller. Um, and you find a copy of uh, Emmanuel Swedenberg's Arcana Celestia, uh, which is a kind of a spiritualism book. Uh, there are also a number of uh, small bottles uh, containing some sort of brown, uh, well, I mean, they're brown bottles. I'll give one of those a sniff just to get a general sense. Um, they're unlabeled, I assume. They're unlabeled. Be, do be uh, careful. Well, let's see. Do a knowledge roll. We'll see if you if you get it. You might need a hard for this one, but you may have had some experience. Uh, yeah, I, Audrey's got an intelligence of ninety, and I rolled a fourteen. So. Oh, okay. Um, you're pretty sure the smell is phosphorus. Huh. Which is dangerous, is it not? Yeah, but it also glows in the dark. Right. If uh, if he's into magic. spirit, yeah, stage magic stuff. Yeah, it could right. be. Could be. Um, you also notice that there is a portrait uh, hung over his bed uh, of, of a gentleman. Uh, looks like he's maybe in his late 50s, um, has a beard and mustache, is very regal looking, and you're pretty, it's a pretty good guess that that's Elphinstone. I think we found our, our kind of a vanity picture. Yes, uh, Mr. Elphinstone matches his description for sure. He really is too young for this Everett, that's for certain. <laughs> um, could be his, could be her father. Um, well, uh, it's been what, eight minutes? Yeah. Uh, we've done a quick up and down. There were stairs up, or was it one floor? Is the bedroom farther back or upstairs? That doesn't uh, matter. The, bed, the bedroom is just one, one room back. There is no upstairs. All right. All right. Mm. Is there um, any indication of a downstairs, a trap door, uh, um, floorboards that could be moved? No. Or, and there's no door off the kitchen to something that might go down? Mm. Uh, no. Down. That's that's what he looks like. Ah. Mm, a refined old creep who has presumably now been gored by inhuman maybe. insatiable maybe. Yes, I mean if he knows enough to spend off the Ugalos, then I don't know what we could do. And that's that's what she looks like. Oh wow. Miss 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 Lycaster. Mr. Munden, I'm 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 thinking in the, in a sense of of someone who is tied in with the occult. Yes. And um, an old friend of mine, um, um, uh, Edward Judd, he um, I believe his name was Edward, was, uh, or Edmund. I I can't remember. It's been a while, but he he was part of the Order of the Golden Dawn, and he mentioned something along the lines of. Um, 
when you practice, you keep your practice away from home. I'm beginning to think that maybe that um, Mr. Elphinstone's actual practice in the occult may be quite uh, a different place. We might want to try and look for some information on where it might be. There's nothing like a lease in the drawer for an ex an, another space? Or no, you don't find anything like that. And that, front room, does, that front room does seem to be set up for mediums. For, for Right. Well, I think that what Mr. Munden's implying is that um, he does his real magic someplace far from he does his, where he does his stage magic. Um, but if there's no correspondence to another locale or an indication of address to another locale, we don't have a clue about that. It would explain why in advance of this uh, substantial action, if he does intend something, that he's gone elsewhere. Um, I think, however, um, and I am gonna pocket the tarot deck on his table. He's not gonna need it one way or another. Um, I think we should slip out before Miss Newell returns yes. and we have an embarrassing right. scene. Uh, something else came to mind, but that can wait till the car. Let's go. All right. Uh, you, you're gonna go back out the front door? Yeah, I'm gonna pocket one of those brown bottles and his tarot deck and her photograph and slip out. Okay. Uh, I think I, if, if it's the kind of lock that you can turn on the inside, I think I'll lock the door behind us. That'll slow Miss Newell down. All right. As you come out the door and you start across the porch, uh, you see Patrick down the block, um, and he sort of is giving you the, like, indicating the set, that she's on her on her way back. Hustle back yeah. to the chat wagon. If I remember correctly, she never saw me. I was in the back of the house last time. That's that's fine. So. If if I see them coming out, I'll just be like, oh, what a beautiful dog. I used to have one like that reminds me of my dog when I was a child and just be a small talk for a few minutes. All right. Well, she's still quite a ways away. Oh, okay. You, you I thought, see her down there. All right. I thought she was coming up on me. That's why. All right. So then I'll just stroll back to the car. Okay. Um, We're all whistling very casually. Why, look at all those whistling people. <laughs> um, you managed to get back to the car and drive away before she gets to the, the, the next block. Uh, she may not have even noticed. Mm. Gentlemen, I, I, I just thought of, a, th thought of something here. Or, or ma'am and gentlemen. Oh, my, my, head's, my head's not on. I do apologize. It's happening again. Um, <sighs> I just had a, had a, had an idea. Um, is there a way we could find out who might be in, in dispose of uh, Mr. Delgado's estate? <clears throat> because it just occurred to me that if uh, that if uh, Elphinstone has his own private uh, establishment for his real work, um, perhaps he's he's there might be something tied in with that. Maybe even he, he, he helped establish Delgado's uh, uh, backing there in, in, his, in, his, in, his, in, his, in, in such matters. 
if, if you understand where I'm coming from. As often is the case, Mr. Munden, uh, your thoughts are rather more elaborate than mine tend to be. Uh, but your mentioning Delgado in this circumstance does make me wonder what's happening at his enormous home after his passing, you know, as a man who kept many relics and artifacts and whatnot, uh, you know, Elphinstone and, and uh, Everett could be there if they are still on this earth. I thought Delgado was still alive, wasn't he? Just kind of an oh, right, just vegetative. Yes, but we did call the, the police there to to settle matters. No, but no. if 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 Delgado uh, actually had some kind of ownership in the place, then he might have taken over as you know, like he might have taken over the uh, you know, you know, talked with the police and established um, 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 that 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 he's he's the one in charge. Well, and if the authorities took Delgado and his, you know, mind-ravaged fellows away to Bedlam, and Elphinstone had his own keys, he could have just let himself in. It hasn't been very long. True. It would be a legal matter. In fact, if I remember correctly, we never even called the authorities on Delgado. I think we left them wandering around just in case we needed to come back. I, 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 did, I did. After our second visit there, I called them. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Who's driving? Probably uh, Patrick. Yeah. Okay. And Audrey, are you sitting next to Patrick? And uh, uh, Munden, you're in the back seat? I think that seems yeah. a likely course. Um, in the middle of your conversation, Audrey suddenly goes silent. And you see Audrey sort of close her eyes and fall back against the the the, the the, the car seat as if as if she's having as if she's fainted um it only lasts it only lasts a moment um audrey uh you suddenly find yourself in a kind of a, a swirling void of color and it's almost as if there's a projection in front of you uh, that sort of dances and weaves in the light like it's, like it's made out of smoke or something like that. And you see, um, you see a house uh, and you seem to be approaching the house. You get the weird impression that you're looking at it like from two different perspectives at the same time and as you approach it uh, you seem to pass through the walls and there is a gentleman which you're pretty sure is Elphinstone and a young woman uh, they're sitting in the parlor she's playing the piano and all of a sudden it's like you hit a wall and you can't go forward towards Mr. Elphinstone. Um, you swirl around, you move, you, you realize that you're like attached to the wall, like you're in the shadow and you're moving around the room and there's no way to get to him. Uh, it's as if there's an energy or a force that is keeping you from moving forward. And the next thing you realize is that the, the, the two Ugalos are standing with you 
with their hands like this and you realize there's no blood on their hands mm -hmm. and then you 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 sort of come to you fade back into into your thing something is protecting him from the ugalos uh could i tell what miss uh, everett was playing it sounded like for elise did the uh was there anything familiar about the room not really just um, a nice parlor with a piano but you think there was somebody else there and you couldn't you couldn't see who it was you were kept from seeing who it was and the light outside is the same as the light is now right you know, whatever degree from wherever so you sort and all that time she really didn't seem to be even breathing but then she suddenly like this and 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 opens up her eyes uh, audrey are you okay what happened yes i'm i am fine uh i think you should pull over for a moment though um just so that we can concentrate our minds um uh I, did i um was I quiet for very long? No, not, not very long. Not, not very long at all. Well, um, uh, my impression is that uh, the Ugalos um, have not been able to fulfill the task that I bade them. I think they're quite frustrated about it. Something is protecting Alphonstone, and there's another party involved but I don't know who it is. Um, Another party? Yes. Uh, I, 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 was, I, I had a vision that was close to being present um, with Elphinstone and Everett, but I, but I was um, somewhat stymied, as the Ugalos are as well, by some kind of magic, I can only assume, and by some sort of magician. So we need to think about what other party is involved that we don't know of, because Elphinstone, the parlor magician, might be a smaller figure than we understood, and he certainly hasn't been ripped to shreds. He's enjoying some piano music. Well, and he also didn't seem to be doing anything to protect himself. Right. So something else was protecting him. Maybe there's some sort of magical ward around the house or that other individual that you couldn't see. Maybe he has an, some sort of ability centered on him. Right. That's what I would have done. You know, for that matter, Bast herself wasn't eager to get into conflict with Naboo or Yogg-Sothoth. Um, you know, perhaps the person who is occupied by Naboo is the third party there, and Elphinstone is no longer possessed, or is not the principal host. Um, anyway, 24 hours before the, before the garden party, they're enjoying a relaxing afternoon of piano music in did a pleasant El parlor. Did Elphinstone look like he was in a stupor like Delgado? No, no. He seemed relaxed. He seemed to be relaxed, drinking some tea, listening to music, as the the woman played. Somewhat delighted. So either they don't really know what's going to happen, 
or they're so arrogant in their plan that they've already succeeded in their mind. And something's protecting them from, from any kind of intrusion. I'm at a loss. This, it's, this is maddening. This is maddening. It seems like when we take two steps forward, we go nine steps back. I wonder if Naboo is protecting them. Is that other figure Naboo? You know, at this point, as, as I understand the text that we've translated, Naboo would be in a human body at this point, not until the ceremony, because does he transcend the human form? Right, but you said there was another person there. Right. Well, yes, the, I, I, I do believe that that could be uh, the host of Naboo at this stage. I mean, the Elphinstone's been traveling, at least that we know, since the church with the host of Naboo. So... Gentlemen, have either of you been to the home of Reginald Campbell Thompson? No, I can't say that I have. No. Do you know, one, uh, one thing, Patrick, that uh, Isleben and I found in the apartment was Campbell Thompson's 1903 journal, which is a curious thing for Elphinstone to have in his private collection. That is a little odd. Um, and, you know, he's been safe from all harm, despite having been the greatest criminal, as far as the brethren are concerned. He's seemed unconcerned about all of our and our predecessors' distress. And that's perhaps, perhaps that's because he is the grand magus that Mr. Mundum and his predecessor have been looking for the whole time. Quite possible. I thought from the vast amount of notes that the group has left over the last few months that they had ruled him out a while ago, but maybe they missed something. Honestly, looking looking at his home, he doesn't he, he does not seem to me anything in the way of a grand uh, megas or or what was it a a, a warlock as as uh, Mr. Mr. Gamatov would, would uh, put in his notes. Mm. Elphinstone, certainly not. Not, El not Elphinstone. Um, um, Mr. Delgado, perhaps, but even then, Mr. Delgado. He's a broken yes. shell of a man. Quite. Well, I still think it's safe to say that Naboo, Elphinstone, and the woman are together at this present time. To keep the Ugalos at bay, you have to have some definitely powerful magic. Gentlemen, I just had a revelation of sorts. What if our other party may happen to be, well, we, we found those plans of the, of the British Museum there, yes, quite? Quite. Yes, well, what if we're dealing with someone uh, who's uh, in, in the Children of Tranquility, not necessarily the, the organization itself, but a member of that? that might be behind all this. I mean, it just seems that if uh, anyone can, can get away with, with all of this and, and such, it would be someone who's been exposed to all, all this nonsense and not so nonsense. 
a corrupt member of the order that wanted to let the god loose. Yes, quite. You get power and or, or in, in influence, and he's using and he's been using all of us and Elphinstone and 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 Delgado and 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 everyone and the, and the 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 underworld and Campbell Thompson. That just seems awesome. to make some, some very odd sense there. Well, it's it's terribly odd. If he was a corrupt member of the order, then he wouldn't need Campbell Thompson to steal the objects in the first place. No, but he'd but, have access to them. But 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 he'd used him for for minutia and and for and for for deflection and such. Well, let's say we swing by Campbell Thompson's place because we can get an address for that, whereas we don't have an address for unknown renegade of the Children of Tranquility. Quite, quite. Perhaps um, we can see what's going on there. Yes, if, uh, if, he's, if he's listening to Beethoven in his parlor, then we've got him dead to rights. Uh, well, I mean, we'll have knowledge, if not the ability to act on it. Uh, again, as you say, it's a powerful mage that can keep the Ugalos at bay. Um, do we need to go to the club to get Campbell Thompson's address, or is it something that's known? Does he live in, you know, Green well, Gable would, House at 14 would, would, Leicester would Square? All, would you all well, not know where he might be? I mean, you, you do work with him at the museum, do you not? It's not necessarily something that you would know. I work with a lot of people, and I don't know what their address is. Okay. I know, but, but yeah. no, he's throwing it out there. Is. You don't know where it is. You would have to go find it out. Oh, uh, do we think that information would be at the club? Probably. Yeah. Um, Mr. Longton, to the club, please. I, uh, I, I wish I could feel stronger about this hunch, but it's the first thing, the first new idea that I've had in a while. Uh, and I fear that we have underestimated our foes, not for the first time. All right, so uh, you head uh, to the club and there's quite a lot of hubbub going on at the club. It's kind of funny way to say it, but um, uh, people are looking at the evening newspaper, which is claiming, of course, that there has been a terrorist attack. Somebody has exploded the front end of the uh, museum that there's damage, there's no, unfortunately no damage to any of the collections. Um, uh, the police are somewhat baffled because there doesn't seem to be any traces of an explosive that was used. Um, what are the numbers of fatalities? Uh, only seven people were killed, uh, but about 40 people were injured. Jesus. Uh, a flying rebel. I can't but blame Fuller for that, even though I feel guilty thinking it. He was a man obsessed. Quite, quite so. Um, repair crews are going to be hired, ultimately to repair it, but most likely the British Museum will be closed for a couple of days, and um, temporary uh, you know, barriers will be put up and they don't want to have to close the museum because the museum is, of course, a research place and 
there's lots of people who work there. And they got to clean up the mess, though. It'll take them a couple of days. Um, Patrick, um, we should probably call into the museum and, and check in with a few people about our whereabouts, well-being, and whatever. Um, and after that, why don't you see if you can get Mr. Sykes to provide you with uh, a location most likely to find Reginald Campbell Thompson. I could hear the Fiorelisa, but I couldn't hear outside traffic or anything. I couldn't tell, I couldn't see out windows to see if we were in the countryside or on Mayfair. And the sound was kind of oddly muffled. Sure. Um, your, uh, do a spot hidden for me as well. All three of you can do that. Not good this time, 85. 21 out of 50. That's half. Uh, standard success, 52. Okay. Well, so Patrick, as, you're, as, as you guys are looking at the newspaper, you also notice on another page there's a headline, and it says, um, uh, uh, Buckingham Palace uh, uh, has uh, every intention of continuing with the garden party tomorrow. However, uh, it's, it's still under consideration whether the king will, whether the king will actually attend or not. Um, due to security reasons and possible threats due to the explosion at the uh, at the British Museum. Quite. Uh, Heightened security will make our revolvers a great deal to take in, to say the yes. least. Uh, Patrick, you should also, of course, uh, privately tell Mr. Sykes that there's going to need to be a memorial for Fuller Albright. Oh, yeah. Hmm. All right. So I will first call into the museum to let them know that both Audrey and myself are doing okay. Okay. I ask if uh, Longden, Longden? You are Longden. Uh, you're yeah. Longden. Was at the museum today? Campbell no, Thompson. No, you're Longden. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> that's why it came out weird. I'm like, wait a minute. Campbell Thompson was at the museum today. Um. He was not, but he's there now. He's there now. Yeah, because of the explosion. He, of course, was deeply concerned. He came there immediately to see if anything was damaged. I mean, this is a big, gigantic opening that... Uh, oh, I, that, that works both ways, doesn't it? There's a big, gigantic opening in the museum. And there's a big, giant opening coming in the museum. <laughs> now, who... I'm talking to somebody I know. Sure. Uh, can you do me a favor? I needed to send um, some papers over to Thompson's house. I don't want to bother him now. Without he's probably hysterical about his the exhibits. Can you just let, give me his ad, home address to jot down? Um, sure. And they they find it for you and they give it to you. Okay. I um I might be in it a bit to I was there I needed to get away it was very disturbing, um but Audrey and myself are fine we we just needed a fresher breath there to it it's and then I kind of just stammer a little bit anyway I I'll thank you very much and I hang up the phone. Mm -hmm. All right and I walk back over and I drop the address on the table. 
and I tell him, Audrey, uh, London, he's actually at the museum right now, which means he's not home, obviously, but. And you said he rushed over right away. I wonder what that means. I wonder how soon he heard. He was probably phoned at home. You know, perhaps there's a protective ward. That's the right word, isn't it, Mr. Munden? Some kind yes, of quite. You know, wards, wards. magic that he doesn't have to be present for. But I thought there was a third party. I don't know. Um, oh, how long was it from the time Audrey had her spell until we got, until I made that phone call? Between when I, I had my vision and the drive to the club. Well, it was to drive to the club, so say 20 minutes. Now, looking at the address, could he have made it from his house to the museum in 20 minutes or less? Yeah, well, he's probably. got the time since the explosion, since, since somebody tried to reach him after the explosion. And so that's the time with the bank and the time at Elphinstone's house and travel time. It just depends on what your interlocutor meant by saying he came right away. I mean, it right. might have been an hour. It might have been. Well, it's, it, it's when he said that he came right away, that seems to indicate that he would have come as soon as they called him about the museum exploding, which would right. have been this afternoon, earlier this afternoon. Yeah. Campbell Thompson might be off the hook again. That's what I was thinking. I don't. I don't think it's him. I, mm, no. But we need another magician. We need another true seer. I, you know, or we need to discount my vision as madness. I've been under a great deal of stress. I've had some curious ideas. No, but terrible nightmare this afternoon while everything was being destroyed. But you said you sent the Ugalos, and the Ugalos were basically reporting to you that they couldn't complete their task. That was my experience. Uh, you do not want to frustrate an Ugalos. Whatever it is that's protecting them, when it's gone, oh, they are creatures mostly of rage. And even if. Elfinstone was destroyed. What, what, where does that really get us? Because Naboo is in a, another human body. It doesn't matter. We need to stop Naboo, not his followers. The last, the, you know, the last best guess for who was inhabiting, who was being inhabited by Naboo was Elfinstone. When I thought Elfinstone had been killed, I assumed it had gone to uh, Miss Everett. Now I think it's neither of them but some third party, but I don't know who that third party could be or where this parlor is, where they're relaxing the afternoon before they begin Armageddon. And just a strange thought, but if an Ugalos who could simply destroy us can't get to Naboo, what are we going to do if we find them? Well, we've been attempting to rationalize an answer to that for some time. We want to interrupt the ritual before it, before it takes place. We want to protect the king because we know that Naboo wants to ascend into a, 
a figure of greater status status but even if, if we can break the seal that's a step correct yes i would like you all to do idea points but that's i'm not really good for at. a really good role oh 99. 18. Yeah, Audrey's very smart. Not this time. Okay. Um, it occurs to Munden when you start to put together all the bits and pieces that you know so far. You know that at some point um, Naboo inhabited Delgado. And Delgado told you that Elfinstone is the one that handed him the seal. Um, which infected him, if you will, with Naboo. Um, which implies that Elfinstone had the seal. And there was also an implication that Delgado knew Elfinstone for quite a while. And Elfinstone had this reputation for being a, uh, well, you know that he was basically a fraud, at least in part, but um, automatic writing seemed to be his thing. And Naboo is the god of scribes. Um, the more you look at it, the, the back of everything seems to be Elfinstone even if he is kind of a bum or a charlatan, maybe there's something that, that ties him to all of this. Um, and if Campbell Thompson released this spirit by taking apart the, the temple, maybe the, the spirit found somebody who could communicate. And that's why Elphinstone became important. But so far as you know, it's not Elfinstone who's been inhabited. It's Elfinstone who may, Elfinstone was seen with Delgado at the church, Elfinstone. Elfinstone seems to be the, the mediator, the... Uh, Elfinstone has that young, innocent looking girl, pretty young and innocent. If Naboo jumps into the girl, the girl can wrap her fingers around any, like, weave her way in through anywhere in that garden party. A young, pretty, innocent girl can get anywhere. She's also the kind of person that they would introduce to the king. Yup. She'd do her curtsy. Mm -hmm. And hand him <laughs> a present. A present. Yes. And I bet she's just a patsy. She doesn't know any. Maybe she does, but she probably knows nothing of this. And she's just infatuated with this stage magi magician. He's using his charlatanism up upon her. Yep. What do you what do you what do you say of this revelation, there, Miss um, Lancaster? Well, it, it's suitable that he should be the medium, mm -hmm. as it were, of transmission of this ancient god into the present day. I'm still unsatisfied uh, by our inability to locate him and his ability to fend off vast servants. Um, what of the third party? What of the third party? He may still be, be the mastermind behind all this, but 
what is this third party that's perhaps there or, and perhaps providing the wards? I have no better idea than Mr. Campbell Thompson. It's no, no, the third party must be Naboo, and it could be just a stranger from the church. But didn't the, didn't the text demand that Naboo elevate each time to a higher and higher status in its human form? You can't just grab some schmuck and say that he's higher than Delgado. Was Who else priest? was at Delgado's party that was more impressive than Delgado? Scribe, there were other scribe, rich scribe. people there. Uh, remind for the GM, remind me, was the priest missing or dead? No, the priest was uh, insane. Oh, because a priest would be considered a hierarchy in that. Less so in Bellevue. There's a lots of aristocrats, so. Right. And Delgado um, was rich, but he was. It's, it's also possible that, you know, that uh, Elphinstone had other clients. Uh, and the wealthy aristocrats are people that are the, the 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 place where they were playing the piano was nice, so very likely it's at some other aristocrats' place. Fellows, I just I just I just had a had a had a had had another thought. We're looking for someone of high status or higher status. Uh, we do know that uh, Mr. Mr. Delgado was involved with uh, shady characters, if, if not uh, various mafias and, and, uh, and, and criminal organizations. Could this perhaps be, say, criminal, criminal I, I can't speak, I can't speak my, my thoughts, my thoughts, uh, uh, um, a criminal kingpin, as it were, going up in status, but in a whole different kind of status. Perhaps, like, perhaps. Like your mad doctor from some months ago. Exactly. Well, that won't help us find him. I mean, we can't start digging around the basements under Soho in hopes of finding an evil genius doctor. True, true. And quite. if we did, he wouldn't have a sunny parlor and a nice piano. Yeah. Mm. At this point, there are only hours left. There's tonight and tomorrow morning, and then the garden party. Mm. Um, have any of us attended the garden party previously? Probably not. I do. I wonder how the um, ingress is operated. If we would have an opportunity to loiter outside the gate and wait for Elphinstone and his companions to arrive. Exactly what I was thinking. Right. Because if we don't find him to this after this evening or tonight, then that's all we'll have left. Um, will you indulge me and and uh, swing around to? Uh, Campbell Thompson's place just so that I can see his parlor sure. and eliminate him. Right. All right. And will that be the extent of the evening? You guys are going to go and see if there's anything there? You know, assuming that the staff admits us, assuming that we can, we don't find the principals present, it shouldn't take very long to eliminate them. Okay. I mean, I agree. The thing is, is that when you get there, there's no evidence that there was anybody like that there. Um, the staff, of course, are not going to let you in. And they tell you that Campbell Thompson is at the museum. Um, 
there was a horrible explosion there this morning. And, um, right. Or he's either there or he's at his club, but they, uh, they don't know for sure. He's not back there. Um, you don't and see any, any there's young not a woman convenient, Right. There's a yeah. convenient view from the veranda into the parlor with the piano. Right. The table just as I You don't even see a piano. So right. you do see a lot of, actually, that's something that you do see. There are a lot of artifacts from Campbell Thompson's uh, work. Uh, doesn't look anything like the parlor that you saw. In oh, you're not there. Might not let in. It doesn't sound, it doesn't look like the, the, the thing that Audrey described to you. She would have surely said, well, there was a, a zoom yeah. mask. And there I would a... imagine that there's no room in Campbell Thompson's house that doesn't have artifacts from his travels. So that eliminates the parlor and that eliminates my last clever idea. Um, so, yes. I was just going to say on the way back, let's swing to outside the gates of the event tomorrow. So at least we could take a look at the main entrance. Okay. There is one more thing I want to do tonight. Um, after we're done with that and when we're ready to go home, I want to uh, uh, discreetly uh, 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 talk to, say, uh, pass on to Audrey that, uh, that I want to speak with her in private. All right. So if um, we go to Buckingham Palace and find, there's probably already signage, and there are probably lots of bobbies around. Yeah, I mean you can see that they've they've partly set up for it. All right, so I'll wave my invite over a friendly-looking younger policeman and say, you know, we're coming tomorrow. I don't know how early to show up or how crowded it will be, or how many ways there are to get in. What do you advise? Um, come at two o'clock. Uh, that's when the gates will open. The king, the king, if he comes, and the and the royal family will appear at three. Um, they will wander about until six, and then they will leave. And then it's expected that everybody be gone by eight. Um, and these are the only gates right here? Uh, you're asking a good question. Um, there's going to be 30,000 people. I'd say that there's probably going to be at least three gates. And they're going to be letting in a lot of people at the same time. Um, well, with security, they'll be checking everybody for their invitation. Certainly, I should hope so after today's dreadful events. Um, do you know that if there's one uh, gate that is uh, less crowded? I do not like to be flustered by large crowds. And he points to, you know, there's that gate and there's this gate and there's this gate. So, yeah, he says that one's probably going to be less crowded. Most people will come through this one. Well, you've been most kind. Perhaps I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you ever so much. All right, love. <laughs> or you could have gone up to the Buckingham Palace guards and they just would have ignored you and stood there. <laughs> Unless you got too close and then they would have told you to get back. All right. Um, so, you know, I, uh, Patrick, um, Isla would allow me just a moment. If you All want right. to warm up the car, uh, what is it, Mr. Munden? Yes, quite. Um, 
something's been going through my head for a while here, and I'm a little concerned in this uh, situation with the Ugalos not being satisfied. Mm. Uh, I did not want to really speak in front of uh, Mr. Longdon mm. about this, and we're in a time of needing to do extreme measures. Now, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I must say this. Uh, Bast, you said, was um, rather reluctant to give her help unless you proved yourself to her, yes? That is what I understood, yes, in the vision. Yes. Oh, if this wasn't such a, such a pluming. Mr. Munden, if I can anticipate you, you're thinking about trying to deliver the hearts. Is that correct? Yes, quite. I've given and it a great... Ugalos are satisfied, Bath satisfied. We, we, we need to do everything we can to, say, to, to, to save this situation. And I don't, I don't, I don't see how we can, we can find these people in the garden party tomorrow. There's too many, too many factors, too much randomness. We need something on our side. I appreciate uh, that, and I've given this a great deal of thought myself, of course. But my understanding, my expectation is that even with the most uh, aggressive approach we can possibly take, we're somewhat unlikely to retrieve the old woman's heart and almost completely unlikely to retrieve Mr. Church's heart. And I don't think Bast is one for half measures. Mm. Um, if we had time, I would. I would never. I would never condone such an action if if, if things weren't dire. But well, I can assure you, I've never contemplated people, murder before. Well, the more I think on these people, I can see why Bast want, wants their hearts. They're very nasty people, from what I've been reading on on, on the notes, and from what I gathered. From what uh, from what uh, Fuller was talking about, especially, they, they just seem to be. I could see why Bass does not like them, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but but eliminating two nasty people to to give us a, a, a chance to save perhaps the entire world. What's what's more, we, I mean, we've talked, we have discussed about doing all kinds of measures, throwing grenades into cars and, and, and. Well, our predecessors were responsible for quite a few deaths. Uh, Mr. Munden, um, yes, there sir. are two things. One is that, as I said, I don't believe it's physically possible for us to get both of the hearts. And I would stress beyond that, that it's not, as though the goddess has engaged me in some contract, even if I could present them to her, it doesn't mean that she would intervene before tomorrow's garden party. Yes. It would merely increase my favor with her, as I understand it. But I don't, if it were possible, I would, I would, I would risk it nevertheless. I just don't think there's any way we would need an army to get a heart out of a hospital and a heart out of a prison. Mm. Uh, we would certainly not be welcome at the garden party afterward. Yes. Um, and the, the, as, as the newspaper suggested, the one benefit of circumstances today 
is that the likelihood is that the temple opening will be pushed ahead by weeks or months. Mm -hmm. So the short-term concern is that we protect the king, which does not necessarily mean intercepting Elphinstone and Everett and whatever accomplice they have. It just means making sure the king isn't contacted by them. So if we're going to sacrifice ourselves foolishly in some romantic gesture, it might be. I'm beeping my horn. I lean out the window. Sorry, hey, Mr. Longton. I have an idea. Come here. All right. Yes, we, and we didn't keep anything secret from Mr. Longton. Uh, I appreciate your concern. Into as, the chat wagon. As bad as this sounds, if you want to keep the king out of it, blow something else up. And then it, maybe the king won't come, but I don't want to kill innocents. I think we need a good night's sleep and have our wits about ourselves tomorrow. Uh, yes, I think um, if we retire early, wake early, meet at the club, you know, first of all, I might have a further vision from the guardian demon cats, you know, perhaps. Uh, perhaps Elphinstone will leave whatever safety he's in and there'll be a slaughter. Um, but at any rate, we'll probably think clearer after we've slept away from the horn uh, and away from uh, Mr. Albright's death. And we could reconsider our options about making sure that, uh, yeah, as, as, as Mr. Lincoln says, just canceling the garden party will uh, buy us time and hope. So I'll drop right. everybody off at their respective houses. All right. So he drops you all off. And I assume then that you guys get some rest. With um, a cat's eye opal under my pillow. Bundan's okay. um, probably not going to get rest from the, the day. So he's going to be, he's going to be a little bit. Well, well, more than a little bit. <laughs> I'll give you a chance if you want. If is there anything that you want to do tonight before tomorrow? All right, Audrey, you dream about cats um, and giant bulls and uh, and the uh, the look on uh, on Albright's face. <laughs> the last time you saw him. Um, you guys all dream similar dreams. All right, the next day comes, and it's it's a disturbingly nice day. The air is nice. The there's no breeze. The sun is shining. Um, it's summer. Uh, there's no fog. It's it's a disturbingly nice day for what might be about to happen. Do you all get together back at the club? Yes. Of course, I meet one of the gentlemen outside to be brought in. Okay. Um, I take more milk in my morning tea than usual, but really enjoying milk lately. Cream. Uh, the morning paper seems to indicate that the king himself 
will probably not be allowed by security uh, to attend. Uh, the queen also, because he's not attending, but the two princes um, will be there. Mm. Albert and the other one. Is that Philip already? Philip. Yeah. Well, gents, damn it all. I think uh, King George was the goal, but either Albert or Philip would be a fine token for an alien deity. No, it's... They could go for broke and get someone close to them. It's Prince Edward and Prince Albert. Yes. Prince Edward is 30, Prince Albert is 29. Prince Albert's in a can. Someone should let him out. Mm. <laughs> well, um, circumstances didn't get us off the hook. Uh, I didn't dream of anything helpful. Mm. I didn't sleep. I'm sorry, Mr. Munden. How could I sleep? It's all happening again. Worse this time. And Albert is married at this point, married to uh, Elizabeth. London, you need a Turkish coffee. Wake you right up. Quite, quite. Yes, t t Turkish coffee. Yes, yes. So thick the spoon stands up in the cup. Mm. Yes, if you drink the mud at the bottom, then you're, you'll be awake for a day. <laughs> mm. All right, people are excited about the garden party. Uh, there's a buzz. The not, there, yeah, there, there's a buzz. Uh, people are disappointed that they're not going to get to see the king, but they get to see the princes and the other royals. Who knows? Maybe the king will show up anyway. I'm sure just being on the Buckingham Palace grounds is exciting. Uh, I imagine it's white tie and tails. Does that make sense? Um, it's garden party. Um, so yeah, right. it's in midday, summer. so it's not dinner dress. It's right. It's it's afternoon dress, but fancy. And a lot of these people are commoners. They don't necessarily have. Right, fancy they'll have their Sunday clothes, suit on, but they will be in their Sunday best. Yeah. Right. It says everyone is smartly dressed. So, smartly dressed. Oh, yeah, okay. Men, men are in suits at, or military dress. Certainly. Uh, women are in, in nice dresses. Uh, majority of men are wearing either uh, top hats or bowler hats. So, you are correct. The bowler being the fancy hat of the working class. Uh, the um, uh, a great many of the uh, orderlies, they call them orderlies, are in uh, uh, uniform, and uh, uh, some of the ladies who are on the staff are in saris. They're Indian. And there will be children there, too. People bring their kids. It's a day to remember, after all. Mm. 
who will be accompanying our friends Elphinstone and Everett? What will they do with the seal? If it's Mr. Schweinsauger, I'll be very angry. Like looking for a needle in a haystack here. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm truly worried that we're powerless to stop this at this point. Go ahead. The only thing we might be able to do is to spot them and rally the troops, the commoners, the mili retired military, whoever we can to maybe and we we'll create a ruckus of some kind along those lines. Centered on them. Yes. Well, the uh, policeman told me that there were three entrances and there were three of us. Um, we Should could, we uh, you know, choose some sort of whistle or um, other means of uh, getting each other's attention. As soon as Absolutely. we see them in a line. Do you know what the Savaggio fellow is supposed to look like? Was there a mugshot or something? You never found can't say that I have. We just know that he had to be old enough to have been arrested so many years ago in France and been in exile. Oh, well, um, you know, I have the eye with me, if that will avail us of anything, uh, and this pistol. What's the loudest thing we can purchase to get our, each other's attention in an emergency? That's not a firearm, which presumably will. Uh, probably a whistle. I mean, that's going to receive unwanted attention as well, but we have anything that'll be unwanted around here. A tuba. <laughs> no, the bagpipes. <laughs> There's probably bagpipes on the palace grounds, actually. Probably both. Yeah, probably get the brass band and the pipe bands. Yeah. There. Can we get a a short length of wire and keep it up our sleeves and put a handkerchief on it and raise it up above the heads of everyone. Maybe you guys would see it or I'll see you raising That's it up. Not a bad idea. I mean, it's the least intrusive. And if uh, security comes over, uh, we just say that we told our kid if he gets separated or a wife or a friend, well, just our, friend, our friends in general. We, we, it's a way to signal our friends in case if we need to rally. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was a disturbance. We do it all the time in Piccadilly. Quite. That's a good idea there. Good show. I mean, show. unfortunately, it's... we have to, we try to look for people and then look for each other. So it's not ideal, but it seems like it might not get us arrested, which is good. It's, it's a long, course, we long, get a long way to Piccadilly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, a long way to Tipperary. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what I was saying. 
<laughs> All right. So any other prep before the garden party? We make sure our weapons are clean, ready, and well concealed. All right. Which weapons are you bringing, just to be clear? Now, do we know, like, first of all, at this time, if they patted people down, would they? They would they never don't... do that. Right. Okay. Yeah. If that someone be... tried to carry something of an unusual size in, they would be stopped and inspected. A lady's bag would not be looked at. Uh, and a gentleman's pockets, unless there was something very obvious, would be, you just present your ticket, your invitation. And they're going to they'll probably assume that that's who you are. Because most people don't have photo ID by any means. No. Or even signature ID. Uh, we have only tickets for two, of course. We have my plus one. But we're hoping to perform our action outside the grounds. Were you... I can't remember. Were you not able to find anybody no, else? Munden or or we asked about the, we asked the club, but I didn't think there was action on that. I could be mistaken. I mean, Sykes said we don't. You know, a gentleman wouldn't ask for someone else's invitation. Oh, that's right. Um, and we recognized that, like, trying to buy one in a newspaper was going to be a lost cause because it's the honor of a lifetime to be chosen. And their personal invitations. Maybe we wrangled something out of the museum, though, if we if if having a third invite is relevant. As I recall, we uh, we were able to finagle something. Yeah, I thought mistaken. there was one other yeah. invite found. I remember you guys asking Sykes if to keep his ears open. Um, let's do let's do a last minute luck roll uh, since uh, Alwyn, you're the one who needs the ticket. Yeah, roll a... Otherwise, you'll have to stay outside and keep an eye out for what's-his-name going in. Nope, didn't make it. Okay. So then two of you will go in and one of you will stay outside watching the crowd. Um, I'm since I can't go in, I'm going to have uh, uh, out of the uh, out of the armory a Mauser and just a walking stick. And Mausers, of course, concealed, and then the uh, walking stick. The most stoutest okay. walking stick I can find uh, in uh, over at the over at the house. Okay. Well, and I thought we were going to start on the outside gates anyway. Right. You know, to, because we want to stop them getting in, ideally. Uh, and if we can't stop them getting in, we could at least see the th who the third party is. Um, yeah, I've got whatever tiny handgun uh, I was given. Um, I thought you had a Mauser also. It's, it's here somewhere. It's a it's a it's a little handgun. All right. Um, Derringer. Might have been a Derringer. It might have been, it, you know, because definitely it was like, you know, for a lady's handbag unobtrusively. Now, if we spot them outside the gate, at least for Audrey and myself, we, I would assume we have museum IDs. Would make sense. 
if we see them outside the gate, we can alert the guard that we are employees of the museum and we believe we spotted that person fleeing from, or not even fleeing, that person acting very suspicious right before the bomb went off yesterday at the museum. That at the very least would detain them for the day. And if London is a friend of the museum, he can have the guards alerted to stop them and then find one of us. Because if it is a threat and it was just a bomb, I believe the security wouldn't mind detaining a person until a museum official could be on the scene who is already at the location. Here's something that might be, because uh, it's a sort of a thought in retrospect, it might be a luck roll. Did any of us give statements to the authorities or was it too chaotic? You, you got yeah. away without having to do that. Right. Um, strategize for just a moment. I'll be right back. Certainly. I mean, that, especially with the bomb and then being respected museum employees, I yeah, at least detain them for the day. No, between London's, uh, you know, manner, dress, and business card, and our business cards from the museum, the fact that we could all truly claim to have been near the blast yesterday, mm-hmm. um, the fact that we know some cops, yeah, if we see them and we and we think it's, the best bet, yeah, getting getting a guard on them should not be hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's yeah. always bad luck. The other thing is that, like, if it's, you know, if I see Elphinstone, Everett, and some guy who's glowing slightly and, like, a little tall, like, you know, it's completely reasonable to take a pot shot at him, especially if the authorities aren't immediately responsive. Because he might be able to do, these are not the droids you were looking for yep. to the guard. I was just well, And also, uh, Audrey, you might be able to get away with uh, taking a pot shot, as you, as you quaintly yeah. put it, in the fact that if you, you were threatened, you know, you, you pulled out your, your, your pistol because you were threatened. And, yeah. Uh, you, well, you, and again, we're not really worried about any outcome other than avoiding Armageddon. Yes, uh, quite, quite, quite. I mean, my sanity is under a quarter. Uh, I'm talking to gods. You know, I might, <laughs> if I go to prison, I might just leave for the dreamlands. Like, things are not looking bad uh, in terms of my post-humanity outcome. I'm better off than, than most. Well, out of character, Munden's really, really on the edge. And uh, yeah, he, he, he's probably going to end up in Bedlam before this is all over with. <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, unless unless we're successful, you'll be dead or institutionalized in no time, like all of our predecessors. Uh, so yeah, not a lot happened, Tom. <laughs> uh, we're, yeah, you know, we're confident that if we can spot them, especially if they're a group, and that's the other thing we have to watch out for, what if they enter separately? What if, what if Elphinstone separates from Everett? Although they probably have a ticket for two. I don't think, I could be wrong, but I think they're so confident, especially from what you saw in your vision, that it's like... Audrey, do an idea roll. That's a 16. I can't think of anything. Um, the girl 
Everett, Myrtle. Myrtle Everett. Uh, looked a little like what you'd expect from a young aristocratic daughter of somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, That's probably her ticket. Elphinstone, yeah. Elphinstone is just a, a magician or a, a medium. He's using her to get in. Right. It's pro- most likely her right. ticket. That makes entire sense. So at least two of them will be together and probably their third, if there is a physical third and not just the presence of the seal. The only reason they'll be suspicious also is if they could sense the approach of the Ugalos yesterday. Otherwise, I think they feel, yeah, as, as you said, rather arrogant about their prospect. I mean, and given what um, uh, Delgado expressed as a ruined shell of a human, having experienced the Godhead, people get real full of themselves. Oh. At least there's plenty of police authority nearby. Mm. <laughs> there's new sirens. I don't know. I, I like the old bee-boo, bee-boo better. But yeah. <laughs> modern days. Yeah. A klaxon is a klaxon. All right. So, yeah, uh, I think the only preparations, I think that the, the uh, colorful flag on a length of wire is cheap and easy to just sort of put in a bag or a pocket. Won't hurt. Uh, I think having whistles won't hurt either. We don't have to use them. We will not get attention we want if we do use them, but we will get bobbies. Yeah, uh, if we do spot them doing something, the whistle might be the best bet at that point. You you also have an advantage that none of you have really solidified yet, but... Elphinstone doesn't know what you look like. Right. He doesn't even have a clue that you're actually, he might know that there's somebody out there, but he doesn't know who they are. Right. Yeah, no, we're quite anonymous. Uh, I, you know, between uh, Mr. Mund and I, hopefully we described to Mr. Longton sufficiently, you know, late middle-aged, distinguished guy, square jaw, nicely trimmed, et cetera. Looks like he stands tall. Looks like he um, has a bit of an aura and a lot of arrogance. Looks like somebody Miss Newell would fall for and walk his dogs for free. Uh, We've all had time to look at her photograph. And I'm hoping that the opal is going to ripple or something if Naboo comes nearby. And so we should have an early lunch. Okay. Perhaps a bit extra coffee, or perhaps not. Perhaps some, I don't know. Yeah, I know you're going to be busy at the garden party, but there will be sandwiches served. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Little sandwiches. Little uh, cucumber yeah. sandwiches. And, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'll, I'll take the um, entrance that the officer thought was least crowded since I'm the right. less able to intervene. And we'll brace ourselves. I wish there were something like a chant of endurance we could share to get ready for the event, but I don't know of any such things. That would be great. Tapping into the powers of another god. <laughs> well, you always pray Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. Um, 
A rousing band of kumbaya followed by God Save the Queen. King. All right. So uh, people start amassing at the gates. And um, I'm going to have you all do a luck roll. No, uh, foul 63. Odd eight. Okay, eight. Is that an extreme or is yes. it still a hard? It's extreme. All right. Um, just as the gates are opened and people start going in, uh, Mr. Munden you begin to notice that there are a number of people. It's, it's not easy to see people's faces all the time, unless they're you know, turned in your direction looking. Um, it's, it's fairly easy for people to slip past you without you seeing what their face looked like. Mm -hmm. uh, you're looking for a gentleman, uh, possibly in a top hat, uh, accompanied by a younger woman. There's a lot of them. Um, there are at least two instances where you want to raise your flag um, but then you're not so sure and you're at this point you're realizing that it's possible they could still walk past you and you couldn't see it there's just so many people mm -hmm. um you don't even know where Patrick and, and Audrey are. You know they're over there. Mm -hmm. But through the crowd, you can't even see them. And they could be coming in through a whole other entrance, too. Right. Um, but I'm thinking that at some point, you're looking at the back of somebody, and you just sort of think, that, that could be them. Uh, that looks like a young woman. She's very nicely dressed. She has dark hair. Her physical form seems to be very much like the, the picture. She seems to be clinging to the man next to her. And he seems to be older, almost a fatherly figure when you look. Um, and his hair is kind of salt and pepper, um, which you can see of the hat. But yeah, and you're, you're not sure if he had a beard or not when he walked by, but it looks, you get a funny feeling inside that that could be him. Um, for Paul Possible, I'm going to try and see if I can get a better look at him and see if there's anybody else. With, uh, you would have him. to push your way ahead through the crowd, okay. which would gain you a lot of attention from the people who were right. ahead of you. Right. Okay. Do, well, do you want to do that or do you want to it would be seen as extremely rude to everybody around. Yes, you. yes, quite. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and try and get get another take on them. And if it if it, there's some at least a slight bit of confidence, it's them. And if I do see someone else that's st uh, staying close to them, um, definitely. Well, what what you find is that you have to go in with them in the crowd, or lose sight of them rather quickly. And they wouldn't let and they wouldn't let me in because I don't have a ticket. Right. Okay. Um, kind of, kind of walk away and uh, pull out my flag and. All right. 
Um, Patrick and Audrey, you guys are looking intently at the crown. Do a, do a spot hidden. Eighty-eight. Yeah, I failed also. Um, you guys are staring at the crowd. Um, you're seeing people, no, nobody that really looks like what you're looking for, although a lot of people, the men are all dressed fairly similar and, and women are in dresses and everything. And it's a couple minutes before you sort of glance up and notice uh, London over there shaking uh, the, the flag. I heard and he's shaking it rather angrily because he's been shaking it for a minute now and none of you were looking at it. I make a beeline towards it. I'm also going to keep an eye open. I'm not going to stop my vigilance. I'm just going to keep an eye open just in case if uh, someone who looks better. Okay. Uh, By this point, that the person that you were looking at, uh, they, they're in the crowd now. They're inside somewhere. Um, as you guys get up to Monday, you've got to walk kind of through the crowd, uh, but you're going sideways through the crowd, so people are letting you go through. Uh, you get over to Munden. Oh, sorry. I hope you weren't um, flagging too long. Uh, did you see? Was it three of them? I only saw two, and they and they and they fit the bill. It looked like the picture. Uh, did you notice what color she was wearing? Pink. She was wearing a pink dress, and he was dressed uh, smartly. That'll help somewhat. Uh, you didn't see a, anything else, like a boutonniere or anything. Not particularly, no. Okay. Um, but they really stood out, and uh, and it, it looked like the pictures. Uh, very good. You know, someone should really invent a sort of portable radio device yes, for just quite. such an occasion. Radio? What's that? You know, there's the wireless <laughs> that we get the news from. Yes. Um, one good oh, day. Okay. Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah, radio. Um. Well, uh, is there a general area here? It might make it easier for you to find them. Yes, I imagine it takes a little bit of uh, you know time to navigate. There are gardens and things, and everyone's in a in a press. Um, well, now most of the party is going to take place on the lawn. So there is a large area of lawn. They have little tents set up all around the perimeter with sandwiches and drink and, and tea and refreshments. Um, so people are wandering about. And the king would normally walk down the middle of that and people would line up on either side and curtsy and shake his hand. And In this case, if we're lucky, just princes. But yeah, it's gonna be, um, it's gonna be a scrum. Um, uh, Isluin, I, I suppose all I can say is if you hear gunshots, um, you might chance it after us. I'll see what um, I can do on my end. I'll still keep an eye out over here just in case if, because uh, it might not have been them, but it, it certainly did look like them. Yes, we, we can't know for certain um, yes. until and, and we've got them. Munden also, if you do hear gunshots and there's nothing you can do, stay out of it because we need somebody left if Understood. we fail. Quite, quite. I mean, I'll do my best, but we, you know, you might be the last person in London to know what is really going to happen. 
Yes. And I extend my hand and shake it very hard. Not brutally, I mean, like hard, like, you, you know, like maybe the last time I ever see you. Good luck. Godspeed. Godspeed. And to you. Both of you. If we, yes, if we perish in here, um, perish the thought. Um, Just be smart about it. Let's not be like the others were. Well, we are. Uh, there are many. We talked about many smart ways of handling this. Let's let's be smart. And even if he gets the prince, he can't get to the temple if the temple's gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, those, yes, no temple. All right. Uh, so we're going to slip in a line at the most uh, appropriate place we can without pissing anybody off too enormously. All right. And present our ticket invitation. All right. Um, without too much difficulty, it mostly just delays waiting in the crowd to get through. Uh, you eventually get it forward. Your invitation is asked for. Uh, you present it and you are allowed inside. Um, the atmosphere is jovial. Uh, people are well-dressed. People are milling about, chatting. Um, they're excited. Uh, uh, people are eating uh, delicious little sandwiches, little triangular sandwiches, um, and sipping tea, and just in general milling about. Um, not walking too much. I mean, there's people walking about the gardens, but th- this is acres and acres of gardens. So people want to be near the lawn when, uh, when the royals appear. What percentage of leaves are wearing pink this season? Um, I'm in well, canary yellow. Yeah, there's yellow and there's white and there's pink and there's light blue. and um, I'd say it's an even mix. So one-sixth of the ladies are in pink? Okay, yeah. One-fifth, you know. Uh, but that's what we're, you know, I mean, we're just going to, we're going to, beeline for every young slender lady in a pink dress. Okay. All right. I'm going to be yanking Patrick along because my color sense is stronger. All right. Uh, and we're looking for, you know, I mean, if his paintings, if his portrait is ac- accurate, he's a, you know, he's a gentleman of some stature with somewhat broad shoulders and he's got, you know, some gray and his curls and, uh, and she's going to be fawning and hanging on his arm. So we have a type to, to see. We don't have to look at children or old people or any bowler hats. Right. All right. So you're, you're looking about and uh, a number of people in the crowd start announcing that uh, the, the, the princes will be showing up. In a few minutes, uh, everybody who has, uh, you know, everybody get in line, um, not in line, uh, to make a path down the center. Um, you get yourself into a position where, you know, you're, you're looking. And I would like you to both do spot hidden. I passed one, 29. I can't roll anything tonight. 90. Okay. 
Patrick, you are standing in line as uh, three o'clock hits and uh, uh, music begins to play. There's a uh, brass band and um, on the steps of Buckingham Palace, uh, the two princes, uh, pr princes appear, uh, one of them with uh, a woman in tow, his wife. And um, uh, they appear there for a moment and they, they greet the crowd and the, the king and queen are not there. Uh, they immediately begin to walk down the steps and as they meet people, they're greeting them and they're starting to do this. But Patrick is here sitting there looking. You can see Elphinstone and a young woman. She seems very, uh, very excited, but they're actually farther down the line than you are. So the princess will walk in front of you, except that that Elphinstone and the girl are on the opposite side of the path that has been created. I elbow, lightly elbow Archie, and I point like, now I'm looking if there's any security, obvious security. They there is help. no obvious security. The security are, there's undercover people probably everywhere. There's the yeoman of the guard dressed in their their uh, fancy clothes, but they're up by the king, uh, by the princes, and uh, so they are being guarded. But they're I, also not interfering in the princes shaking hands. And I lean over to Audrey like very quietly. Maybe we should start. Maybe we should start whispering to the people next to us and behind us. Did you see that he's got a gun? Did you see that he's got a gun? And cause a panic. You see them. They're over there. Um, are people as the as the aisle is organically forming with maybe some assistance from? See, that's what I was thinking. Though, authorities, like, is it are people crossing like English, well in front of the royals? English people really know how to uh, queue up, so right. they don't really need a lot of instructions. However, down where you are, there are still people getting. You know, maybe they want to be on that side or this side, jostling across. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I whisper back, I think we want to be next to them first so that, if we, so that we can have direct action if necessary. I mean, if we just dash across now, we can, you know, look like a young couple, I'll smile and laugh. We can, well, a half young couple. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick. All right. Now it's the habit of the princes as they're walking uh, to greet their guests. They shake their hands. Uh, they might say a few words, but it's only a few words. And then they move on because they've got a lot of people, you know. So they're moving fairly. They're not moving quickly down the line, but, you know, they're moving steadily down the line. Yeah. They're getting through at least two people a minute on each side. Right, like 20 seconds is a, is a long, like, nice to meet you, thanks for coming, shake your hand, next in yeah. line. Probably every 15 seconds they're finished with somebody. So right. it's enough and to say, thank you for coming, it's very nice to meet you, and so forth. Um, yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let out a peal of laughter and gank Patrick's hand and run across the aisle because we, we still have at least 50 yards. Like they're... Sure. Yeah. Um, and if I'm, you know, if I look laughing and friendly and I 
go to the far side of like maybe one couple away from so if if uh elphinstone and everett were at the at, at point 50 i would go for point 48 okay. which is still losing traction in the line so that it doesn't look like i'm trying to grab up but i'm not going directly toward them to alarm them and just okay. putting on like oh this is the most fun i've ever had Okay. I've had champagne today. <laughs> um, they don't seem to even notice you when you do this. They, they just ignore you. And I can squeeze into the line and it's not terrible. But I would like you to do a spot hidden as you cross that line. 54 is a narrow success. Okay. Yes. You can see that Miss, uh, Miss Everett is holding something in her hands. It seems to be wrapped in, in some sort of silk. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's a blue seal of some kind. Uh, it's, is, it, is it like, you know, like so? It looks like she's, yeah, it looks like she's going to present it. All right. Okay. Uh, Munden, you I, can see from outside the gate that the people are lined up and that the princes have moved down. If, and there have not been any shots fired. No. If we say what I said before, people might start to scatter, and if they go towards them, we could tackle them. I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure a way that we can we walk out of this. How about if we say, "What's she holding? Is, is that a bomb?" Right. That's what. Yeah. Something like that. I smell gunpowder. That's a bomb. And just turn to is everybody that, around us. Is that kerosene? Well, first we do it to each other. And we look, we look pointedly yeah. at her. Okay. On three. Patrick, what's she holding? Do you smell that, that? I think it's, is that kerosene or paraffin? Kerosene or gunpowder? Um, the, uh, one of the gentlemen next to you says, you smell I'm, that. I'm, excuse you? me. What, what, what are you referring to? And I, you smell that, don't you? And then I turn to the next person. My God, it's a bomb. What's oh, the only they holding? She's, she's got a bomb. Those aren't flowers. Um, the crowd begins to act like you would expect to do. A few people at first, of course, are very proper and British. They're not moving, but, but they, they're starting to murmur and. Um, the girl doesn't seem to notice what's going on yet. I'm looking at um, the guy. And, uh, well, he's, he's standing there rather properly. And uh, one of the gentlemen standing next to her uh, says, excuse me, miss, um, what is that? And she says, oh, it's a gift. It's a gift for the prince. It's a, uh, an, a piece of antiquity from the, uh, the Sumerian Empire. And he's like, it's not a bomb? And she's like, bomb. And she flips the thing back and shows it. And you can see the blue seal. But does this get any security over towards us? Well, not yet. People are kind of milling about. Um, you, maybe so. Maybe uh, you, you notice a couple of gentlemen quietly moving over towards them. Uh, and when they see it revealed... 
uh, one of them steps forward and he's like, uh, excuse me, miss, um, that you said that's a, a piece of antiquity. Yes. And uh, Elphinstone says to him, uh, yes, we're, we're part of the, uh, uh, the British Museum and we have a, an artifact that we'd like to present. We had originally wanted to present it to the king, but uh, uh, the prince will do. Uh, it's, it's very ancient. And he's like, well, um, you know that there was a recent uh, explosion. And he begins to have a conversation with them. Now, should we do this now? I step up and I take out my idea. I go, who's in charge here? I'm from the British Museum. I've never seen this man in my life. All right. And I thought there was some sort of process for uh, gifting the royals things in advance. It's just true, Mister. You should have you should have gotten this cleared beforehand. And she says, in "Well, fact, it's just it's just I, a... Audrey. Is that him? I that fit that I believe we were at the explosion yesterday. He does look like the fellow in the lobby. Yes, the description of the all the stuff. Now, 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 calm down, gentlemen. Are, are uh, you know are the the are we uh, to assume that there's something going on here? Um, we had a we had an explosion at the museum yesterday, and I know this was the man that was spotted there. Another security person comes out of the crowd and comes up to the first security person, and um, it looks like he's saying, "You know, should we should we do something? Is there a problem here? Do we need to?" You know, stop the, the prince. Audrey, show him your ID also. For king and country, man, let's get these people away from the prince. Oh, if he we're can wrong, tell it's just a full pile. But if we're right, God help us all. The object is stolen, and, and he might have been present at the, at the explosion, as far as I... Yes, this is most irregular. Very disturbing. All right. Um, the, crowd now is, the crowd now is sort of backing away. Um, and Elphinstone is like, this is preposterous. Um, uh, we meant no harm. And uh, he, he keeps glancing over at her. And she's like, I don't, I don't understand. This, this, was not, this is going to ruin my whole day. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, as she's sort of standing there, and you notice now that the princes have noticed uh, something's going on. And the security people are, are, have moved now towards the princes. All of a sudden, uh, Myrtle sort of takes a couple of steps into the, the aisle itself with the object in her hand. And she suddenly starts doing this. Seize her! Seize her! Is it possible to knock the seal from her no, hand? No, I didn't mean it that way. I was just going to say, this isn't Rome. Caesar, Caesar. <laughs> pizza, pizza. No, I'm, um, you know, I, I, because it would be hard to pull my gun out, the first thing I'm going to do is try to just hit the seal with my fists and knock it from right. her grasp. All right. Um, do a, a, what would it be, a brawl roll? Yeah, a fighting roll. Oh dear, not, a lot, not something we've done very much. Yes, not even a 49 is going to get me anywhere near that. I don't, in fact, that would be 100% of my luck. Push it. Uh, oh yeah, I'll push it. 
Oh no, but I can't. No, I can't because that's, that's still an 05. So I'm just gonna break uh, my oh, own yeah, face. Yeah. Oh no, 25. No, 25. I'll, I'll push that. I stumble as I go forward, and I grapple for it as I fall. Okay. That's a 35, and I will spend 10 luck points. I don't think you can spend luck on a push. Not oh, on a push. On a yeah. push, that's right. No, I, right. I, I'm, I'm face first in the turf. All right. Best. Uh, you step forward towards her and swing at it, and she moves it out of the way. And as you look at her, her 18-year-old complexion, her cheeks begin to sink in and her skin begins to change color and turn dark. Um, uh, Patrick, you're also seeing this. Uh, she seems to be sort of partly shriveling and suddenly cuts appear on her face and on her arms as her arms, she drops the seal and throws her arms out like this. And you see that her skin is splitting and things like worms are climbing out of her body. People are now jumping back and screaming. Um, Federal. Uh, you will hold it for a second. Oh, okay. um, well, let me ask you, what do you guys do as this happens? And Monday, I, you can hear screaming now from somewhere in the... I would step into the open aisle to put my body in between. Even though the prince is back, uh -huh. I want to kind of block the vision of the, the prince. Okay. With, with my arms Well, out. he's not that close to you. Yeah, I just, it's, inst for me, it would be instinct. Right. The whole thing is to keep him from the prince. And All I right. think I'm, my face is full of grass at the moment. So okay. I'm probably not losing as much sanity, but I a lot of pride. Okay. Um, her body begins to writhe, and uh, where these splits occur, uh, her blood starts gushing out, but it immediately begins to sort of solidify and become bubbly, and uh, her body rises into the air, and people are screaming, and they're, they're, they're trying to, you know, run back, but many people are, are staring, and, and they're they're horrified and they're dumbfounded and her body sort of erupts and there are tentacles and there are eyes all over her and uh, your minds begin to sort of feel like they're collapsing in on themselves and you notice um, there's things that you notice because you're looking you're seeing the crowd as well you notice for instance there's a man in a military uniform and he was staring at it as it happened and he suddenly reaches down and he picks up his son who looks like he's maybe 10 years old and forces his son to look at what's going on uh you see an old woman drop to her knees and she gouges out her own eyeballs uh people are screaming people are falling to the ground as this sort of eldritch blossoms in the air and uh, now you can do your sand rolls. Oh boy. Do I see the thing too? Uh, no, you're far enough away, but you hear everybody screaming and 
and something horrible is going on in there. What what do you do, by the way? Uh, um, I'm uh, I'm going I'm going back and uh, and uh, hitting the phone booth, calling the cops. Okay. Well, there's lots of cops there, and they're running inside. Well, give them a call anyway. Um, I okay. failed. You failed? Yeah. And Audrey? Remarkably, given my Saturday, I only failed by one, but I failed. Okay. Um, if you made it to a 1D... Uh, 1d6. No, I'm sorry, it. I'm sorry if you made it to a 1d6. Uh, failed to do a d20. Ooh, failed failed it as a d20? Yeah. Oh, jeez. You're seeing a manifestation of Yogg <laughs> I just lost 13 of my 22 So sandwiches. did I. I rolled a 13 too. <laughs> well, you're looking at the same thing. Uh, Audrey, do a 1d8. You can both roll 1d8s. Mine is a uh, 2. A 1. Okay. Uh, Patrick, you just immediately pass out uh, for 1d10 uh, rounds. Uh, Audrey, you flee in panic for 1d10 rounds. Running, run screaming into the crowd getting away from it. Um, Munden, what do you do? Uh, you can see that some there's some horrible commotion in the middle and uh, and you can feel this kind of pressure inside of your head. Like there's something horrible, like something terrible is happening. Okay, and we got authorities go uh, pouring in there. Oh yeah, and and people okay. stampeding out. There was uh, big gunshots by now too. Yeah, there's gunshots. There's there's. It's it's utter pandemonium. Um, I'm getting out of the way of the stampede, but I'm also keeping my eyes open. And if I see it, if for some reason I see uh, Elfenstone go out, I'm gonna follow him. Yeah, there's no way that you could notice him at this okay. point. Okay. Um, well, it's it's the general idea here. It's a worth worth a shot, even though it's it's probably fru- right. fruitless. But I'm worried about my head. Ugh. All right. Um. There's there's utter pandemonium. I'm gonna have you do a um. I'm gonna have you do a dexterity roll. Okay. made it uh hard success all right you managed not to get knocked over by the crowd um as the stampede of people is coming out it's almost impossible to get in but as the stampede of people are coming out um you can see farther in uh to the central ground uh there is something beyond hideous floating in the air. Uh, there are people standing on the ground, their arms up like this. Uh, there is blood and there is gore. 
and there suddenly is like a flash of light and whatever it was hanging in the air is gone and uh, all these people in the middle have dropped. Uh, it, it, once again, it looks almost like a bomb has gone off. Um, you have no idea if, uh, if she's still, if, if uh, Audrey and uh, Patrick are alive or dead. Right. Uh, sanity roll on that? Or... Yeah, you can do a sanity roll. You didn't really see it close up. Uh, failed. All right. Do a do a one d five. Do a one d six. One d six. Yeah. Four. All right. You do four points of damage. Um, you're devastated. You're you're horrified. Um, I'm you just see, I just fall to my knees and just just gibber. <laughs> um, and I think that's where we'll end it for tonight. That's a good spot. <laughs> right. Uh, our players. Our players included David Gasway, Ford Fitch, and Jason Melnichok, with myself as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post production in order to create a virtual listener experience. We provide audio only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our the Patreon. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering the questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Duty role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.